0: Welcome to this episode. Of Let's chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. I'm happy to say we have DJ Valentine today, one third of the simplistic reviews blog slash podcast. They offer one word reviews of movies and TV. They got a good YouTube page as well. They are awesome. They're funny. They're doing movie podcast slash TV, uh, different than a lot of the other ones out there, which I, um, I, you know, I, I love it. I love it all. I love that there's a little bit of everything. But simplistic reviews, solid stuff. Uh, I admit I didn't really get to listen to a ton of it before we recorded this episode because uh, the scheduling was kind of quick. But I've listened to it a ton after, and a uh, fuck, do I love this show! Uh, these guys are hilarious. I think you'll notice this on the episode. DJ is just like a naturally funny guy. Like he's just, just funny. Uh, I just really enjoyed talking to him. I wish it wasn't so hot in my room when we recorded. I would have talked to him for like two or three hours. Just so much. Such a good energy. Uh DJ actually was so kind and joined me on the TV Ate My Brain podcast. We covered uh, Mr. Robot with our good friend Dwight. Shout out to Dwight Hurst from uh The Broken Brain, and Megalyn Magazine podcast. And we covered episode 203 of Mr. Robot in season two. And it was fucking awesome. I, I feel like we could have done an entire episode today just talking about the first four episodes of Mr. Robot, which we do not. We talk about a lot of other really cool stuff. I'll give you a teaser. For some reason, the dude jumps down uh, to defend Tailspin. I don't remember how it comes up looking back, but it does come up. And now you got to go back like, why the fuck were you talking about Tailspin? So make sure you follow uh, DJ online at trying to be a DJV. Their website, simplisticreviews.net. They also have a good, there's a podcast. They're on the Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, the Google+. Uh, they have a great YouTube page. Uh, but yeah, just awesome, awesome fucking dude. I really had a fun time with this episode. Uh, for me, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast, where I'm ignoring my job and doing that way too much. I'm on the Facebook page for Let's Chat. Uh, you can always join the, uh, CoreTemp Arts, uh, Facebook group, which has been a ton of fun. That's why I met a few wonderful guests. And, uh, you know, if you like the show, thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me. I've been noticing there's been an increase in downloads. If you want to help out the show in any way, just leave an iTunes review or Stitcher, wherever you read reviews. That stuff's huge. Uh, let me know if you do. And then I could thank you and invite you on the show or just thank you forever. Uh so DJ, thanks for coming on. Dwight, thanks for hooking us up. Uh, we'll be back next week and let's get to it. Let's
1: chat with and Friends is part of Court and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows. That Popped this live, talking Shondaland, we got five, and TV ate my brain at quartempparts.com. Now I'm in the
0: limelight, cause I rhyme tight, tight. Get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of the winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Pista, raw jeans, bruisey, beach, love bump, star uh, I know our good friend, Dwit. Uh, Dwit Dwitt Dwitterst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's like Dwit. What Dwit? I'm a big fan of The Office, so I always call him Dwit. And... <laughs> He's very nice about. He somehow puts up with it. Uh, put us in contact, which is kind of funny. We did a Mr. Robot episode before this, and usually it's the other way around. So that kind of right. worked out good. So I was like, "Oh, I know DJ. This is cool." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how are you today? I am uh, surviving the storms. There's a lightning storm down here in a uh, good old Miami. So
0: yeah. So you're in uh, the Will Smith wrote a song about your city. That was so I wanted to start with.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the 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 I'm in the, the if I say Broward County that would probably make any wouldn't make a lot of sense. I'm like in north of Miami by about 20 minutes, so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess well, there's people from Florida who listen, so they'll probably know what that means. But I did yeah. not know that, but which was funny because like in I live in New England, I live in Rhode Island, so 20 minutes is almost like actually, out of the state. <laughs> yeah, actually, you joke, but if I go east, that's way out of the state. If I go north, that's out of the state. I'd have to go south twenty minutes, and then it'd still be like, "Oh my god, I'm so far from home." <laughs> takes, a sev- takes a seven
1: takes us seven hours uh, following laws to get out of Florida. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can you can probably do it in five, but you 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 you'd have to be booking it on the turnpike.
0: Damn, yeah. Have you? You must have left Florida, so it's feasible that you can be born in South Florida, and leaving might not happen right away.
1: No, I mean, the, the, the Miami is different than Orlando, which is different than Tallahassee and Gainesville, which is different than Jacksonville. Those are all like, like anything south of West Palm Beach is kind of like, that's like South Florida. That's kind of like, you know, the tropical setting. Mm-hmm. Anything north of that is kind of like Southern Georgia. So,
0: yeah, that's what they have always <laughs> say. Northern Florida, yeah. Southern Georgia.
1: You know, you're foresty and stuff, but you come past West Palm Beach and that's when you see the beaches and the, yeah. the palm trees and the women and the cocaine and the drug dealers and all this stuff. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've ever seen the documentary Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, which one? I I, I never saw the second one, but I, I watched the first one uh, all the time. It's great.
0: The second one, I think, is the better of the two. I like them both. Oh. But the second one's the one about the, the, the story of the... Grandma? Is that the woman... Uh, the, the woman who runs
1: the gang, I think. I for, I for, Maybe
0: that's the first one. I forget the order of which, but yeah, I, that actually might be my favorite documentary ever made. Not only for the amazing story, but the storytelling, the animation. The, oh yeah. It it if it I feel like they should teach a film class of like this is how you make a goddamn good documentary.
1: <laughs> Billy Corbin. that's I've I've, I've, I've met him a, him a couple times. Of no way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he's, 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 uh, he, 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 he's very, uh, friendly on Twitter and stuff like that. You can, and if you're in Miami, you're going to bump into Billy Corbin at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, I watched, he's a cool dude.
0: I watched Square Grouper. I've watched, uh, anything he'll make, I'll touch. Cause, yeah. Cocaine Cowboy. I mean, I saw that one movie and it just blew my mind. Uh, I was <laughs> like, oh my God. And it just, I've never seen a story told that well. I, I right. remember, i remember yeah. seeing. I mean, he's um, now. Yeah, oh man. I remember seeing an inconvenient truth and hating it because it was just boring as shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm already in college. Why do I need to watch a documentary? It just was a terrible piece of art. Um, great content, but it was just like bad art. And then I remember years later seeing Cocaine Cowboys. I was like, if they could present like climate change documentary the way Billy Corbin does a documentary, this whole, there'd be no debate.
1: I mean, the I mean, uh, I, the U is one of like that's like the only thirty for thirty that other than the OJ one like, that keeps getting uh sequels as it were. So yeah, it's it's it, he's he's a bad man.
0: I don't know if I'm familiar with it. What's the U?
1: Oh, the U, the whole the history of the University of Miami on thirty on ESPN thirty for thirty. No, you, I gotta watch s- this. Oh, dude, if you haven't seen the U, you need to We might have to stop this podcast. We don't watch, Just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, it's great. I've heard those it's ESPN great. things are really good. I'm not a oh, sports man. person, but. Oh, yeah. It just shows how, like, the University of Miami, like, dominated the 80s and what they, they were essentially the biggest sports team in sports because they were so, like, controversial and stuff. It's, it's, and it's really well done and it has a lot of, like, the former Michael Irvin. All the athletes that are, were running the NFL probably in the late 90s. Oh, nice. I'm a sucker for, like, uh,
0: sports, sports movies, sports documentaries. Fucking love them. Sports. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but like I can watch Remember the Titans 155,000 times and have.
1: A movie that ends on the craziest play you've ever seen, the most unrealistic play ever. It was
0: goddamn realistic. (laughs) Probably, I don't know, but it sure felt that way. The only gripe I have with that near-perfect movie... Uh, is that stupid line when Denzel Washington's like, I do not scratch my head when, when there's no itch and I do not dance when there's no music and I will not be intimidated. Like, it's just <laughs> so... I just, every time
1: I watch that movie, I'm like, hey, it's Hayden Panettiere. I That's know. I <laughs> it's
0: right? Hayden are like, right oh, Good, we can tell you're going to grow up and be hot. <laughs> maybe I'll cut that out. Maybe I, maybe I won't.
1: <laughs> hey, remember, her 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 husband is like the heavyweight, or was the heavyweight champion of the world, so be careful. Fuck. Well I remember her from, Klitschko's a big dude.
0: <laughs> I remember her from Malcolm in the Middle. Was she in Malcolm in the Middle? Not a lot. She was the babysitter that was Malcolm's age in like a mid season, so maybe just like a few episodes.
1: Oh. I, I remember watching uh speaking of documentaries, I was watching the Cove in school and she she's in that, but she was uh protesting like the killing of dolphins and they like arrested her and she's like crying her eyes out. I'm like, that's Haley Panzieri. <laughs> Wait, so she's like a good person too? Uh, apparently. Oh, <laughs> apparently she's just she's just great all around we we can't besmirch her name well you know it's there i do think that is kind of funny
0: with like actors like if you have a physical feature or like a look to you wow. um you i probably hate you but she's <laughs> she's in some good stuff like i mean she's obviously gorgeous uh by traditional standards but um i fucking loved her in heroes i mean she and even season one of nashville i liked
1: no, oh, see, I, I gave up on Heroes after the third episode of season two. I was a young man. I was young. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching it and I was loving it too. And then the finale, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I, I, I don't know. And then I watched the first episode of the se- season two and I'm like, yeah, that well, I got one. Two, you got two more episodes to yep. keep me on this show. <laughs> And I'm leaving, and they, they, they kept doing their weirdness, and I left. Oh, it got so. so
0: bad. I, but I if remember, you, yeah, I
1: if you want it. to watch a good version of Heroes, that it's like, I do. like, an, uh, watch Misfits on, uh, Channel 4. It's a, it's a British, uh, television show. Uh, the guy who plays Ramsey Bolton on Game of Thrones was on there. Um, uh, the guy who's on Preacher now, who plays the vampire, he's on there. It's a re- it's like, uh, kind of like delinquents with superpowers, but it just felt like, a heroes type of show is just way better written, just way more interesting. You cared about the people heroes. I think got it in its own damn way.
0: And now I know misfits. I see it on Hulu all the time. I think that's the same one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it, uh, it might, it, I think it, I started watching it. I might have came out like 2010, maybe I, I can't barely remember when it started, but I, I, I heard it from word of mouth and I watched. I was like, damn, I wish heroes was like this watching it the whole time. Like, yeah. cause they all have kind of powers and, and it's their powers are really like weird, where they make it how it affects them their regular life. It's just really. It's I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen Misfits, mm. but I I give it the first couple of episodes a watch if you can get. I know a lot of people say I can't get past the British accents. If you get past the British
0: accents, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I But I yeah. like British accents. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I I because I think Heroes was one of those. One of those shows where I, it's probably before the golden age of television started, or maybe it was around that time, but I was Mm. in college, and like, for some reason I remember watching a lot of it and being really into it, and it was probably that like first time I was really into a show of that nature. I don't know if Mm. I went back and watched it, if I would still feel that way, because then like, and this is before I watched The Wire, before I watched The Sopranos, this is when I was still watching like network TV, I didn't have HBO access, I didn't Mm -hmm. get into the I was like super into like music nerd and then I became like a TV nerd a few years back and then that's kind of translated into my love of superhero TV shows which now makes me lo- and movies and now I'm I'm like a later in life geek but I don't think I was ever cool just if anyone's listening.
1: <laughs> I remember I was in school and uh, at at the uh, film school and they uh Uh, somebody, somebody. I kind of bit the bullet because I never watched The Wire, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People keep telling me The Wire is great. Whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, kind of, you know, being a a hipster about it. And then, like, I had like a week. It was like a week to myself where I had finished all my my work and stuff like that. I was like, I week to myself, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll watch the first episode of The Wire. Like twenty hours later, (laughs) right? (laughs) I had not. I I think I burn through the first two yeah. seasons like just watching it like a, a fiend like a coke fiend like i must have more of omar i must have omar, more of avon omar. barksdale <laughs> oh
0: god wood harris from fucking remember the titans
1: wood, wood fucking harris <laughs> it all comes back around
0: <laughs> can i Can I just say my favorite line of that entire five season show is wood harris playing basketball calling for the hit on bubble's boyfriend he's like <laughs> you know it's scene right it's a. I think it's gotta be famous it's like you know how white folks kill a deer and he like pushes his face out and makes this weird like making fun of white people face. And it's just the most weird scene because it's funny. It's awkward. And he's also calling to kill somebody. Yeah. That is also I- the catalyst for the whole series.
1: I mean my favorite line is if you come at the king you best not miss but oh, my favorite my favorite scene and I think it still ranks up there even with the the shit guy is she- the yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the scene where uh Dominic uh is it's West right Dominic yep. I always get Dominic Cooper Dominic Cooper English yeah, yeah, super, super. The bad guy from 300, folks. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not Xerxes. Uh, he, uh, him and his partner are going through a crime scene, and they yep. only say like "fuck" or F- "shit" or something. F- the whole yeah. scene, and it seems like three minutes long, yep. and the only communication they have is like "fuck." <laughs> that's, that's it. The whole, and it, it keeps saying it like in a different ways, but they know exactly what they're saying. They look oh, at it like a man. like a bullet. They're like "fuck," <laughs> it's just and so the reason. Good.
0: The reason you are a hipster, like everyone, like everyone is off the wire, is because people like you and me, whom we finally see it, feel the need. When I saw, I was so annoying about it. Like mm. my wife will not watch it because of me, because I'm just so awful about it. And like people. Praise it so much! I'm like, it's the best show ever. And if, if, if it was a book, it'd be the Great American Novel. It's better than Moby Dick. They're like, all right, you need to stop talking. That's fever make sense. dream.
1: <laughs> fever dream. He's like, you're like Charlton Heston and Greed Agreed. I've got to tell him.
0: <laughs> I think you need to watch all five of them. And, and take getting, him away!
1: Take him away! He's lost his
0: mind. <laughs> don't worry. Season two is a little bit of a letdown, but it, it 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 works out in the long run. It picks back up. Wait! Don't worry about the paper season. it's fine. It's all gonna come back together. Yeah, you just gotta get to those kids. Oh, God, those kids on season three with, um or four?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, th- Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael I B. Know. Jordan's on there. No, he's Wallace. Oh, no, no, no. That's the first season. You're yeah. talking about the kids at the school. The kids in yeah. season three on the school. Yeah, yeah. Like that made me sad. That season made Yo. me just like, I feel like shit.
0: <laughs> Damn. And that, oh, God. I guess even the famous line, the thing that hooked me on the first episode when he's talking to yeah. Snapbook, he's like, You beat his ass every like, Why do you have him back to your game? He's like, This America, man. And right there, I was hooked, and my wife's like, "I'm done."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the wire is is I mean, and that's the I, that that introduced me to Idris Elba, and then I me watched too. this show he does called Luther, which is like my heroine. I just, I mean, it's not my favorite show on television, but holy crap, I will burn through some Luther just because though we live in an age of comic books, so a good way to explain it. There's been, like, two shows that have encompassed this Batman-Joker dynamic. Luther has it with Alice, and uh uh Raylan Givens had it with Boyd Crowder on Justified. And Luther was just like... This girl, I think, what's her name? Is a Re- is it Ruth Wilson, who plays uh, Alice on that show, was so amazing, and their dynamic was so amazing. But the first time I had uh, ever seen Idris Elba was on uh, The Wire, and I thought he was American. Me and then too. I see, <laughs> then I see Luther, and I'm like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> For years, I thought he was American until I saw yeah, he's, my Pele vest, and really he's yeah. like, oh, hello, <laughs> <laughs> what up, <laughs> What? <He's> going, <laughs> All right, so I've never seen Luther, but my brother, who's like my TV guru guy. Right, uh, tells me about it. Can you sell 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 Luther to me? Because I need to watch it now, and I'm like, okay, Idris Ilba is kind of like if you. T- I mean,
1: okay, here's one cool thing. It's in the same universe as Law and Order, but it's in it's BBC because uh uh Luther knows Munch from Law and Order SVU, who's played by Richard Belzer. But whatever. Oh, you uh, know that
0: Lu- you know that theory too, because Law and Order takes the same universe as The Liar. Oh, then that's that's even better because so it's all Munch so, is in that so Luther would probably prosecute himself. <laughs> Yeah there's an episode know. where uh Munch is like he's you see him for a quick second Richard Belzer and he says some comment like oh, I'm not yeah. supposed to be here today. It's just Yeah,
1: yeah, it's true cuz it's I think it's all made by the same guy who did a uh, Homicide Life on the Street or yep. whatever. Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I also okay. want to watch.
1: Yeah, Luther is kind of like uh, Idris Elba, he's kind of like this um his life is like coming apart around him, but he's a a, a great detective. And he comes across this, I don't even want to spoil the first episode, but there's a character in it, played by Ruth Wilson, who she is essentially his joker, where they kind of, you complete me. They kind of complete each other, mm-hmm. but they are on opposite sides of you know, right and wrong. And But the, Luther is kind of put in situations where she will help him out, because if anybody's going to take out Luther, she will take out Lut- uh-huh. She's almost like, she's I don't say bad. She is kind of bad. She's very, very, very bad, but she, she is like enamored with him and he can't get it. He can't get past her. Like it's a, it's a Batman Joker dynamic where, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're destined to either fall in love or destroy each other kind of situation. So it's, it's, it's a really good show. And I mean, the, the biggest part of the show is Idris Elba's performance. The crimes that they solve every week aren't like, the huge thing, they're there, but you're just more enamored with how to Idris Elba's other stuff when he's off duty or, you know, can he keep it together on this case while this other shit is happening? Or, you know, Alice is showing up. Where is Alice? Da, 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 da. And anybody who, if you, once you watch the first couple of episodes, you realize this is all like a performance piece of Idris Elba just being this gruff and gritty cop. And it has one of the greatest opening, uh, opening uh i guess credit sequences ever It's a, uh, I i think i think it's called massive so i can't remember the name of it but it, it's rare. if anybody's seen luther they'll tell you it's it's great in terms of performances it's great when idris elba and ruth wilson are together on screen uh the other stuff around it kind of gets a little you know you can take it or leave it but they're great together so yeah and it's won many awards i, I believe yeah it just won for best uh an actor in a drama i believe he did or at least golden globe or something like that well
0: that's good and it's because like sometimes you need like um a show that's good but not perfect because you want to come home and right. work and relax and like mm-hmm. i don't relax when i watch the wire i don't relax when i watch <laughs> no 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 Body you don't
1: either. do that that's that's true dr- <laughs> the wire just yeah. kind of like please don't somebody please don't shoot this guy Don't, just don't make don't go on don't go in the alley what uh, the fuck don't what are you doing <laughs>
0: uh. Um, I know, um, and like Mr. Robot, there, there's a show I do not feel good why I watch. I love it, but it's not my come home, turn off my brain and put on my shows. Like Mr. But Robot. The first season,
1: I don't know about you, the first season was for me because it was just like exciting. This season, the second season, you were 100% correct. I feel like, oh fuck, or oh, or haunted. Or like <laughs> like the opening scene from the, the 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 episode, the I guess it's the fourth episode is the most chilling <laughs> it's the, like this Alfred Hitchcockian chill f- it's just you just chill to the bone because this is kind of the, the, the most first, recent episode. The most recent episode, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Where uh I I guess if you haven't seen Mr. Robot, I won't spoil it, but I'll just say the main character kind of takes on a personality that we had not seen him take on before. In front of you, so it's kind of like this is. The, you, but when you first watch Mister Robot, you're you're de- dealing with this character, and he's kind of, uh, you know, an introvert. And he's very shy, and is one of the. And this is the first time in this latest episode where you see some the mania in him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> oh,
0: god. and it's
1: scary. <laughs> so, so yeah, th- that show is amazing.
0: Terrifying. You know what I didn't like that episode at all and then after I I uh, mean Dwight recorded I was like oh I was wrong <laughs> it was very good <laughs> But it's a kind of show I need to process kind of I was right, like all right. right and I I make the point like much like Breaking Bad or mm-hmm. The Wire like it's a show that might be better to watch all in one sitting and I'm watching it week to week cuz there's episodes of Breaking Bad I'm not going to go back and watch No cuz no, you no, always no. just think of the episodes that you love but with this episode, Mr. Robot, it was really important, was while it might not be the most entertaining, it served a purpose, and it furthered the story, and then it was depressing as shit for a reason.
1: Yeah, I, after watching the latest episode, I just felt, because you're right, the, the this season, you feel uneasy every scene. You're just like, oh my god, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? Why? No, <laughs> this is horrible. So, but, yeah. but you're, you, you can't look away. It's like a, it's the car accident that you yes. can't look away from. So you just like, I, I got to see what happens, but I feel so scared for these characters. I, t- I hope everything's okay, but everything's looking bad. The, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is draped in blood. I, as I I've, I said before.
0: Oh, no, that's so right. It's like, they're not even because it's like, I would, it's been all these other great shows has come before it. And now the, the ante is so upped. They're just like, right. They did a big reveal in season one and they're like, Oh, don't worry. That was nothing. That was just a piece (laughs) of the show. Like, this show is more about, um, mental illness or, or delusions or whatever you want to call it. Like, this is about, I don't even know. i I feel like, uh, Sam Mel is taking me on a ride of Mm -hmm. level Vince Gilligan and I am just fucking in the passenger seat. And I know when you see stuff that they're not going to, it's not going to pay off until later in the season. Like, there's going to be little things that don't matter. And then all of a sudden it's going to be the catalyst that you didn't realize was there the whole time.
1: And the thing that it's getting me worried, and I guess not worried, but I'm like, I'm like, this shit better happen. I don't know how he loses best actor this year. I have no idea. If you're gonna, come, you got to come at me with something hard because if it's not the episode that just passed, or it's the episode where he's. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. He's at like a Bible group thing.
0: Oh, the one that we covered with Dwight.
1: Yes, Dwight. I don't know how you lose with that performance in those just those two scenes, let alone the opening scene. And he's narrating the entire show. I don't know how he loses. I mean, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm trying to think of somebody else who could take it from him. I don't got. There's no more Cranston left, so I don't know what you're going to come at me with.
0: I mean, I guess you're going to come at the king. You best come hard.
1: You better. I mean, it better be something (laughs) (laughs) because Remy Malik is. He's he's doing so many things with the show, like but it's USA
0: and when, and that's what kind of sucks about award shows where it's like as much as it's about performance, it's also like networks lobbying. Like, right, right. What was it? The Golden Globes gave The Martian the best comedy. <laughs>
1: Well, that's done now. They <laughs> Really, Scott, who, who takes the award for like best director of a comedy or something, he's like, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'll take this award, but I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah,
0: and that's just because they wanted Matt Damon to come to their award show. Exactly. But the, you're right. I, I don't, right, I'm going to look it up. we got to figure out who's nominated this year because that is like, I actually think about that too all the time. I don't know. I don't know who, who beats him. Who's because what's out there? I think
1: I, I think of Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, who's playing like seven different characters. She's the only one I can think that's doing harder work, performance-wise, than Rami Malek.
0: Does she? Everybody get, does she gets snubbed a lot, right?
1: Oh, yeah, because nobody watches Orphan Black because it's, you know, it's BBC America or blah, 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 blah. But she, I, you're playing four different characters, four completely different personalities. And you almost believe that she's these four different people. And it's just one person. It's it, she's doing a shitload of heavy lifting. So, I mean, and she's been doing it for three, four years or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, she's the only one if somebody goes who who's acting or doing a having a tougher job than Rami Malek. It's her. I, it's, it's her. That's the only person I can think of, really. So, uh, but yeah,
0: I, and uh, is it Kevin Spacey's probably nominated? I'm kind of over House of Cards. I, I like House of
1: Cards, and Kevin Spacey was good this year. But I, and the thing about it is, House of Cards, I love the show, but my favorite character is not Kevin Spacey. My favorite character is Robin Fucking Wright. Yes, she is makes that show for me. She is a badass on that show.
0: She so, is so great.
1: She's she's like, great. She's gr- I mean, she's Lady Macbeth the entire fucking time. So mm. I I mean, Frank was great. He's very charismatic. But he's not breaking down. He's always got a, um, da- I call it the daredevil syndrome where he always seems to have a plan. He knows he, we may not know his plan, but he seems to always, I never feel in danger for Frank. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to Elliot week to week. He might, you know, uh, fall off a building. He might, uh, punch himself in the middle of a cafe in front of a bunch of people. I have no idea what he's going to do from week to week. He's weak. Yeah, he's, he's strong. He's done all those. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say anything else he's done because I want to spoil the show. But he has done a litany of things where you you feel for him, you you you're happy for him, you're sad for him. He does everything. Frank Underwood is a is like a hurricane. He doesn't really. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a sociopath. Yeah, a sociopath. Yes, yes. But
0: uh, great one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a good it's, it's sociopath a... is charming.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, it is Kevin Spacey. The, the, he yeah. gets a lot of credit because it's Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he's a, Kevin a fantastic a, actor. He's th- a badass.
0: So it's also funny that we're talking about these shows, but that's technically a Netflix show. And that's like changing the fucking that's changing the whole game. Oh, oh yeah. You must have seen Stranger Things. What? Are you, t- are you kidding me? No, of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. So I don't do scary. I don't do anything remotely like that. But everyone's talking about it. And I'm totally like, I just sometimes I just watch stuff because I want to be in the know. I just right. want to be able to talk to people. <laughs> and But I fucking loved it so much. It right. was like, we,
1: we, oh, we just had a uh, we just recorded our podcast that's going to be up probably in a, a couple of weeks and we were talking about it or maybe maybe this week uh and we there's we've always like when we talk about TV or we talk about movies we kind of have a habit of sometimes spoiling things so but we always have a rule there's there was one show that we never spoiled and it was Mr Robot. Where we just like, look, we're not going to talk about it because we want, we want you to watch it. And Stranger Things was another one. When we talked about it. We're like, look, we're not going to talk about this enough because this show is so good. It deserves for you to walk into yes. it cold yes. because it is so damn good. And Mr. Robot again remains my favorite show. Yeah. But boy, Stranger, uh, Stranger Woo! Things. <laughs> it's like, it's like the thriller in Manila it was taking it to the last. Woo. If they were fighting for my, my affections, boy, it was, it was a 12 round, uh, about it was because a
0: sh- it, it's a show that, Plays off nostalgia without fucking ruin, but actually has substance.
1: Right, and, and the acting is good. Child actors. That oh. can act. Imagine the, imagine the concept.
0: <laughs> Who's the little boy with uh, missing the bottom teeth because of his thing? Um, oh, Dustin. The cha- the uh, the character's name
1: is Dustin. I <laughs> Dustin. don't know this, uh, the, the actor's name. He's my favorite character. Yeah. Yo, he's the great. He's the best. He's the best. He's
0: me. He's like me as a little <laughs> kid, right? Because he's like, there's the episode. We're not gonna spoil it. When they go to do something important, and he brings right. snack. They all get weapons together, and he brings snacks. He's like, guys, we're gonna need to refill nutrition. <laughs> he brings like oranges <laughs> and he's, candy. He's he was, such like, ev- to my he's wife ev- and I. Ev- like,
1: that's yeah. He's every kid from the 80s. That's, he, they know, they incom- you can tell the Duffer brothers, they knew, they grew up the same, they must have grown up the same, uh, during the 80s, or at least yeah. somebody grew up in the 80s and, and kidnapped them and tortured them and got every freaking detail from the 80s because. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm like watching this. I'm like, yeah, I used to I used to do that. I I mm-hmm. used to do that right there. I remember when I was happy that I got my Atari. I remember all yep. of this is it, every everything is this spot on. And it, not only does it feel like ET, it feels like it. It feels like mm-hmm. uh Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. It has like all of these and they had this uh shot for shot like uh, video of like the thing that some of the shots from Stranger Things and some of the shots they think they, they were influenced by. And you got like aliens on there and you got the thing on there and you got Evil Dead on there. It's, it's just these guys. This, you, it's good to watch a show where you can tell these people took their fucking time and like, look, we're going to make quantity over, you know, uh, quality over quantity, which I thought uh, it was great because it's only eight episodes, but every episode you're like, I can't turn this off. I have to watch every bit of this show.
0: And it's uh, Winona Ryder. What the hell? Where has she been? She was great. Star
1: Trek. Star Trek 2009 was the last time I saw Winona Ryder.
0: She was in Star Trek 2009. The show. She's
1: Spock's, she's Spock's mom.
0: Oh wow! Did not know
1: that. And uh, the the the, the J Abrams. The yeah first yeah. One. Was, I, I saw that a bunch. I'd never put that together. <laughs> that was the last time I've seen her in anything. Was that one? Wow. I mean, she might she have popped
0: in. Incredible. That whole show was. It was, I don't know. I, I felt like I just had so, I had fun watching it. The kids were just incredible. It was very, it was a thriller. I was nervous at times. I jumped. I felt things. Oh, but <laughs> I felt things. So. I did. I, man, little 11 <laughs> stole my heart. I did. I think
1: I, I think I teared up a little bit. I think I teared yeah. up, uh, once, near the end of it.
0: Yeah, probably the same scene we all did.
1: And the thing about it is, um, this, I, I asked us about, we were kind of beating this around the bush, uh, or on, when we were on the show is, I don't I'm in the camp of I don't want another season because this season's so perfect. I don't want them to Matrix reload up. this this series. <laughs> I I mean these guys might have a plan like Sam Esmail does with Mr. Robot where he goes, "Look, I I'm, I have a plan. I know where it's going. I know the end already." I hope they do, but I just I, this season was so perfect. I just fear that the only place it can go is down from here because it's so, it was so, like, the the arcs all wrapped up perfectly. It was just like, I don't know where you're going to go in the second season.
0: So from what I read, the Duffer brothers are hoping to do multiple series spinoffs. See. See, How cool would that be to have, like, a series from the other side and have, like, a prequel? I don't know if it will happen, but, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 if they're gonna do
1: it anthology wise i can deal with it like and yeah. the only constant is this there's a corporation Just make the constant the corporation and have it move around because i don't oh. know where these characters these characters are so perfect right now yeah, where don't they fuck with them. don't fuck with them don't uh, unless you're gonna make a time jump but i think it works because it's the 80s i don't think this work show works as well if it's in the 90s yeah if
0: there's cell phones it would suck
1: yeah, it would be bad. Oh my God,
0: what's this company mean? Hold on, <laughs> let me Google
1: it. Let All me right, check according this out to
0: Wikipedia. F- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, like every, the, the, I think they took every little trope from like uh Steven Spielberg and Stephen King movies, and they flip it, which I think was, it, which is great. Is it? It makes it. I, that's how you uh borrow and. Uh, you know, glorify instead of just straight out rip off uh, Donald Trump's wife. This is how you do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Melania, uh, this is how you plagiarize.
1: <laughs> this is how you plagiarize something. <laughs> this is how you do it.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I've seen pictures of her naked.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so has the world, apparently. <laughs>
0: I wasn't even trying to see those nude pictures of Melania Trump. They were just in my feed.
1: Oh, man. it was Th- it's a bad... Oh. she's the least train wreck of that entire part
0: because <laughs> obviously that speech wasn't even her fault because no. it was a speechwriter. so that guy but i think the funny thing is someone posted this picture it was donald trump uh vows to ban pornography and the ad you know the clickbait, and on the side is a picture of his naked third wife <laughs> and the, everyone's just like yep 2016 election in a nutshell
1: my goodness <laughs> say one I mean, thing and do another I don't want to get political because you probably have Donald Trump. You might have some Donald Trump, uh, likers out there. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I. (laughs) That'd be interesting to find out. I don't mean that in
0: like a elitist way, but I mean, you, you do a podcast too. It's like, unless someone tells you personally that they're listening, I don't really know any of (laughs) the demographics. like, I We're, we're in- big in
1: Germany, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> to all our German <laughs> listeners
1: out there, Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, I think I said that Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. I, I can't even do it. Whatever. Uh, I can see countries uh,
0: and states unless someone tells me they've listened, and then what the, who they're voting for. That's the only way I know. <laughs> but I'm not really worried about offending Trump supporters, so that's cool. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm really. You, I'm you really just mad.
1: turn your back on 90%
0: of your audience. Hey, that's fine. I don't even want them That that's the case. No, I mean, also, I'm not a big political person. I just don't think I'm smart enough. To, I don't have the, the intellect to do a political party. Have podcast. you seen
1: this election? You don't need to be smart. Oh,
0: that's true. All right. Never mind. I should run. You don't need to be smart at all, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's scary. Legit. Yes. Yes. I, I've just been listening to, well, this will tie in. I listened to this new uh, podcast called Politically Reactive, I believe, with um, comedians uh, W. Kamal Bell and Harry Hari Kandu. I always say his name wrong, but mm-hmm. it somehow, it, so it's about the election and they're two comedians I fucking love. And they somehow make you feel optimistic about the world after the episode because they take, like, these huge topics, talk to people about them, and they cut in and make funny jokes in there. And kind of – it's like – it's me talking to, like, a – to, like, Noam Chomsky and being like, okay, I get it. <laughs> so I, I, that's been a real kind of good catharticism. catharsisism? is listen to that C- show. Cathar- really catharsis. Really. C- yeah. Catharsis. <laughs> I have a hard time with language. Good thing I host a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, you should, no, uh, wow, 35 minutes later, uh, you should tell people about your show. So, <laughs> oh, our show? Uh, well, um, well, it's if, blog, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a, from my understanding, you have a blog slash podcast. Well, we, we
1: started, we did a, we started doing a blog back in 2011 where we were doing a one, a minimum one word review of movies. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was my partner, Justin Palizzi, who I thought it was brilliant. I was like, yes, let's do it. So can it's you give like, us some we, examples off the top of your head? Uh, I think for uh I think the last one we I I did I think it was for it was something bad. I think it was for transformers or something and it was Awful was the word I used. And I just, and after that, you can like, we, we, we kind of expound on the word and we reuse the word in the review. Uh, I think, I think for, um, good, the bad, the ugly, I said quintessential. No, uh, die hard was quintessential. And I was talking about how it's the quintessential action film and stuff like that. So it's just stuff like that. And then like six months later, uh, our other partner, Matthew Stewart, he was like, Hey, uh, we should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, all right. That's fine. I kind of didn't really, you know, have any, expectations about it and i was like okay and we did it because we talk movies me matt and my friend justin we we talk movies all the time regardless so i was like well we talk movies all the time let's just record it because we're gonna have these conversations anyway Uh, maybe maybe they'll be entertaining to you know other people here or or, because we we would take it to the umpteenth degree so we recorded and we had fun doing it we just had more fun more fun but we realized other there's a zillion podcasts out there so we're trying to uh Set ourselves aside from other shows, at least be a little bit different. So we were trying to do like, you know, make it more humorous. So like if it was a movie podcast, we would be, you know, we wouldn't just make it about one movie. We'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about Justin freaking Bieber. We'll talk about the movie. We'll talk about television show. We'll play games. And we started, we started this last year doing skits. Uh, we have a. <laughs> You know, uh, we kind to set it up kind of like a Saturday Night Live. We have a cold open usually every show where we do a uh, Batman v Superman skit or a <laughs> Iron Man skit. Uh, we just did uh Jason Bourne, uh, a Jason Bourne skit. It's gonna be airing next week. We did a Die Hard on Christmas Day. We we re- we re- 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 reenacted <laughs> the scene from Die Hard where Ellis dies, which was uh, which was great for us. So yeah, uh, we we do a whole bunch of stuff like that. We try to make it fun. We're humorous. We're more of a uh, if if a regular podcast is the news we've always said this we are the daily show where we just take it and make it less serious as possible so yeah
0: that's great and so you guys are doing like legit radio play style Oh, yeah. I mean, we we make it a
1: little bit more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think because we have a robot announcer, we I think our Iron Man skit was, what if Jarvis was replaced by our robot announcer? So, and our robot announcer is very sardonic and mean and evil to us, so we decided to make her mean and evil to Tony Stark as he's trying to take out Hydra agents. So, <laughs> stuff like that no, it's, there. It's, and, uh, it's
0: insane how many movie podcasts... Are out there, I don't even know how, you, but it's it's amazing, like, I was like, wow, there's a lot of cinephiles, sorry, I keep having hiccups, mm-hmm. a lot of cinephiles out there, so it's good to break away from the noise, but it's such a nice c- community of people.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the fact that, since we've been doing this, we've, I think we met people through, like, accident. And it's like, hey, you, uh, uh, like we were doing for our Jason Bourne podcast, where uh, or the skit we were doing. I was asking the certain people, hey, you mind doing a voice? Because we're kind of reenacting the trailer where it's like the tra- Jason Bourne trailer is always somebody going, "Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne!" You know. So we just wanted to get random people to saying random things and. It was so easy to get these people to help. Uh, uh, we did us, when Star Wars Force Awakens came out, we reenacted a scene from every episode of Star Wars up until Force Awakens, but we wanted to have somebody British lend legitimacy to it. So I got Jake Cluett from, uh, the Lamb Podcasting Network and I just had him, I wrote him some scripts. And, I, and it's ridiculous, uh, but I had him say all these ridiculous things and he was just so helpful to do it. This guy runs the lamb, or at least he's the host of the main show and it was just so, uh, you know, easy for him to do it for us. And we've met so many people through that. Uh, we met I think I met you through Twitter, which was yep. like <laughs> again, accidental, but it's like the community, you're right. It's very friendly, very helpful, very, you know, if something happens, because podcasting is more difficult than people think, if an audio drops out, people are very apologetic. Oh, no problem, we'll do it, whatever. I've never had any problem in the I guess four years or five years I've been doing this with any podcaster I've come across in, uh, in contact with. So
0: no, it's, it's amazing. And sometimes you can get like names to come on. You're like, really? Why? <laughs> Idiot. Not,
1: not our, not our show, man. <laughs> no, we get names sometimes.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's, it's weird. It's like, oh, whoa. All right. Cool. You feel
1: very, you feel very important. I, actually, like, I think, I
0: think I was, you on Dwight's show or is Dwight on your show? And then he wrote to me, he's like, you have to have DJ Valentine on your show. I was like, okay,
1: cool. It's funny because Dwight's cool as hell. And
0: like, oh, I love him. Yeah we we talk
1: through social media sometimes it's like it's always funny when like you 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 meet somebody through that way and you, it's it's funny to find people who think exactly the same thing you're thinking (laughs) for certain things. And that's why before we started podcasting, we just thought we were just three crazy guys that like movies and there was nobody else out there that liked movies as much as we do. And then we find, Oh, there's a billion guys that like movies just like we do. And we Mm -hmm. love talking movies. We love doing funny, ridiculous skits, The, the skits that we've been doing and are the, the games that we play, it just it, it 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 we we put a lot of effort into it, so it's very well produced. But honestly, it's just us goofing off it's <laughs> and just having a, so much it's fun adult with play it. Time. So yeah, yeah, it's play it's playtime. So it's it, it's a lot of work, but it never feels like work because when it at the end of the day, if it makes like five people laugh, I'm yeah. like
0: yes, just that! <laughs> and when <laughs> yes, you get older, it's like hard to hang out with your friends, and you like need a reason.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah like, I mean, it, yeah. I'm like my, like my co-hosts, one of them, uh, Justin, he's in California and my other co-host, he's in Tennessee and I'm in Miami. So we don't really get to see each other, but I've, we talk like every day. So if we're doing the show, like, uh, you know, we did the show yesterday. Justin is texting me. Okay. We're going to do this next month and we're going to do this over here and we're going to move this. We talk every day about the show. And if we're not talking about the show, we're talking about movies and then we're talking about movies. We're like, okay, why don't we make something fun of this and put it on the show? So usually it's, it's feeding into each other. So
0: wait, how'd you guys all meet then? Are you guys all from the same? Uh,
1: I knew, I knew Matt from a friend of a friend. Back when I was working with children at the YMCA, but probably like, I don't know, eight years ago. I just knew him for a long time. He was, he's my brother. And then I went to film school and I met Justin and we met because, uh, we were both late for the same class. Oh, <laughs> this is like a movie. It's like a fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, so we were late for the same. It was photography class and like, you know, you, 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 you have a bond with somebody when you're like, you before you're, it's uh, it's very cliche you finish each other's sentences but it's more in a uh <laughs> in a ridiculous sort of way where we and him would have a conversation about batman or back to the future or something and or die hard or whatever and every, the way i felt about it is the exact same way he felt about it or if we had an idea to do something for school it'd be like hey i got this idea i think we should do this and he'd be like you know what why don't we do this on top of it and you're like oh Perfect. It's exactly what I was thinking. And when you meet a friend like that, it's like, okay, this is great. And right after we got out of school, it was like, let's just do the, do let's do the blog. And I introduced you to this guy named Matt. He's just like me. And that's kind of how our, our crazy, 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 uh, show came together. So. So where did you go to film school? Oh, uh, full sale, uh, university in Florida. So which is, uh, I, I'm, I'm required by law not to say anything bad about it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know what it is. So yeah.
1: I, because somebody will come in, uh, t- uh guys in suits will come into my house and really, uh,
0: is it that bad? <laughs> no, nah, it's not
1: awful. It's just you know, it's a worth, lot of the yeah. stuff. A lot of stuff I learned. I, I it's kind of like half and half. I learned a lot from Full Sail, but there's a lot of stuff that I knew already. So yeah. it was like, did I need to spend the hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> to do it's, to learn the things that I kind of already knew already, or at least. Turned on this year. Not saying that I'm a genius. It was just like some of the things that I wish they had more focus on because it's a two year university, so they're it's very fast. It's the stuff that you learn in full sale. You kind of need more time with it, so you're self teaching yourself a lot. Where you know you're you're going to class and you don't have class, stuff like that. But I mean, the greatest thing about it is that I met so many. It's great to make connections with people in the film in who are doing films or doing music because they have a recording uh, arts school there or if they're they have a video game arts uh place there people who design video games graphic artists stuff like that so yeah it's it, a lot of people um the the person that designed our the logo for our website we met through full sale so yeah it's it, it's it, it was fun making the connections but a lot of the stuff that we learned yeah uh, especially when it comes to you know audio production, when it comes to the the the, the website, we kind of knew already. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we're kind of like, "Damn, uh, can I pay
0: like half of this back? Because I only learned like half." Yeah. <laughs> they said no.
1: No, they said no. They said no. Uh, give me your first one, child, or we'll kill you.
0: So, do you work in film or audio now, or do you have like a I,
1: job? I uh, my my day job is uh, uh we I work for a company called uh, Custom Play where we. We do movie trivia for uh we uh, have an app uh, where you can download. You do movie trivia for it, and you can sync up to your any movie you're watching, and it'll show you. Hey, you like that dress that uh, that Vesper is wearing in Casino Royale? Click this link, and it'll take you there to buy it. Uh, if you oh, I know someone you know,
0: who works for a company called The Take, and they do the same thing. But, yeah, but, so
1: it's essentially that. Not but, an app
0: though; they're like a website. Oh, that's kind of cool, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the time it's I'm in the trivia department, so I'm like trying to find hard trivia. Like, hey, what's the first animal Shere Khan is hunting in the beginning of J- J- Jungle Book? You know, stuff like that. There, it's it, it 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 keeps me in my head still in movies all the time. So I'm watching like movies over and over again. So if you think you've seen a movie a lot of times, there's no way you've seen a movie more than me. I've seen <laughs> I've because I have to watch these movies. I have to know them backwards and forwards for the trivia. I've seen Cinderella a hundred times. I've seen uh. Transformers God help me Dark of the Moon maybe 50 times which one's that I Mark Wahlberg to, oh god yes
0: <laughs> yeah I saw that in theaters with my brother-in-law for some reason and No, no, no that, the, the dark, and
1: Age of Extinction is the Mark Wahlberg one oh, Dark of okay, the Moon is the, the last Shia LaBeouf one where Shia LaBeouf uh, decided to uh, s- trade up from Megan Fox to uh, Jason Statham's girlfriend
0: <laughs> <laughs> so w- and you still love movies after all this
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I first off, I'm gonna be watching Die Hard probably end of the week anyway. And I've watched that movie at least 115 times. I, I Die Hard is my favorite action movie, but I can never like w- 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 the amount of times I watch it. This, this, there's certain movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future. Once you're watching it, you never get bored of something that's so classic. Yeah, you, you can't, there's, you can't, you can't weather that away. Crappy movies will not stand the test of times where you get tired of watching like. I don't know, uh, Battleship. <laughs> you can't, you can you can watch that four <laughs> times. You're like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to watch this anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought one would be too many times to watch that movie. Oh,
1: jeez. It, it was. <laughs> Goddamn, Rihanna. Goddamn. <laughs> but like stuff like Die Hard and Razor Lost Ark and Back to the Future and, uh, any Spielberg film from, I mean, E.T., Schindler's Lish, uh, Saving Private Ryan, you, you can watch those movies and you're just like, you forget that, There's parts you still discover like 10 times after you watch it anyway.
0: You've watched Shindle's List more than once. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I have. I, well, I, I've had to do it for work, but I—I yeah. I, I mean, for film school, I've also had to watch it many times because I was being tested on it for cinematography purposes. But yeah, I—I I have seen some of this List* and *Requiem for a Dream*. God help my life, which is maybe the most depressing film. <laughs> That's a movie ever you don't made. watch
0: more. Like, if you oh, meet someone God. at a party I, and they're like, "Oh, what's your favorite movie?" *Requiem for a Dream*? You walk away. You walk the fuck away.
1: I—my I te- our teacher was handing out Prozac because of that damn. <laughs>
0: that movie oh that was the most fucked up movie i've ever seen in my entire life
1: oh man it's 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 not
0: it's not uplifting let's put it that yeah. way it's not a
1: it's not a it's not a holiday film
0: we'll it's not it's not my diehard christmas movie no no <laughs> do you watch bob's burgers also,
1: by any chance uh, i see i'm more of a fan of his character in archer so i never get to watch bob's burgers the same guy h.j. benjamin yeah. I mean, I, I hear it's great. I know it has a fan base. It's hard for me to get into animated television as much as most people. I mean, most of the time I'm watching Archer or I'm watching, uh, Rick and Morty or I'm watching a regular show or something like that, but.
0: Hey, that's a good uh, I, base, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I'm old, I'm old school. <laughs>
0: just, just, just watch the Bob's Burgers episode. I think it's a, it's called work hard or die trying. And it's an mm. episode where Gene and one of his classmates uh, basically make, uh, two separate musical of Working Girl and Die Hard. And then they have to combine the two. So it's like a musical version. Of, there's like a little musical number of Die Hard and Working Girl.
1: Oh, jeez. What a great combination. It's
0: so <laughs> fucking brilliant. Bob's Burgers. It took, cause of John Benjamin's voice, it took me a little while. But mm. if you're in more in like a Simpsons, King of the Hill world, that's your show, but just just YouTube that song. Don't you don't have to watch the whole episode, just the song <laughs> where they do it.
1: I am. And I'm putting it on my queue as we speak yeah, right here. H J. Benjamin. H J. Benjamin has been a badass for like.
0: Oh my god! From like twenty god. years
1: maybe. I mean, I remember him. He's on. I remember him from Home Movies. I remember him from uh, American Summer. Yeah, the, oh, God, yeah, the, Dr. Katz, uh, yeah, Dr. Katz. I mean, he, he's his, uh, I think he's Cerberus in Venture Brothers, another great cartoon show. So yeah, he, he's awesome. H.A. Benjamin is awesome. And I'm like, and you see the guy, and he looks like Paul Giamatti's brother. Yep. But he has this voice that's voice. so
0: awesome. <laughs> I have a coworker, and um, when he got hired, it was just like, I don't know. You know when you meet people and you don't know what to talk about? And somehow it turned out we both like Archer, and every day we just – mean, this dude Steve, he's like older than I am, but we just talk about Archer every single day. It's, it's a great show. I had to sit with Archer with a laptop and like look at the references. <laughs> uh, they they have a I think I think is it
1: warmingglow.com. I can't remember. It's another website that they it, they every at the end of every episode they have like a team break down the references or some shit. Like this like, okay, this is what he this is the book that
0: Archer said uh, uh like off the cuff for some fucking reason.
1: <laughs> it was written
0: before Christ uh, and <laughs> it's in Latin and only one person said. This ever is written. an
1: un, unprinted uh edition of uh Chaucer that Archer referenced <laughs>
0: But they do shit like that because sometimes oh, all the like, time, they, they, all the time, they know that you're looking for it. So, like, what is that too obscure? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that website. This is to show that I, you know I, you can
1: you can be cr- you can have a crude a crude uh, animated show, but still be super super intelligent <laughs> at the same time.
0: And if you don't get and like the it's 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 very high it's high end low hanging fruit. So if you don't yes. get the joke, it doesn't matter. It's funny. Like if you mm. don't get that reference, it's still hilarious. But if you get the reference, you're like. Holy shit! If
1: you if you don't get the reference, uh, Kenny Loggins will be uh, singing "Danger Zone"
0: <laughs> in about five <laughs> seconds, so you'll be you'll be right at home. There is an episode I wish I had the punchline in front of me where they make a punchline about farm subsidies. Oh, god. <laughs> it's just like, do you guys read comedy? That's not how you're supposed to do jokes, but like they're just like, nah, fuck it. Yeah that that show like oh my god. I've watched every episode three or four times.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny because I think South Park is the one that because I I've never been a huge Simpsons fan. Uh I'm, and I know I I am the outlier cuz Simpsons is essentially an institution at this point. But uh I just yeah. I a little. No, that's <laughs> I know. That's I, know fine. I know I know I'm not saying i when I say I'm not a huge Simpsons fan, it doesn't mean I hate it like like I hate it. It means you're normal. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I mean Simpsons been around since Tracy Ullman, so it's like it's not even it's like it, it, it's it's like the doctor's office at this point. You it, you wake up, the Simpsons is there. It's, it's just not, not, it, It's been on. Yeah,
0: yeah, Where do you start if you never watch it? Where do you start? Twenty six yeah, seasons, like.
1: <laughs> there are people out there who have seen every single episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, I'm not one. They of them. do exist. I I've <laughs>
0: talked to um, I talked to a Simpsons writer, but he worked on like the later seasons, and I right didn't. I don't watch the later ones, so I, like the whole conversation was trying to pussyfoot around the fact that like I don't know your episodes. <laughs>
1: I did episode
0: twenty and uh, nineteen. <laughs> it's like yeah. what? I don't. <laughs> he was here to talk about something else, but I did I have to bring up Simpsons. He uh was, he- yeah, he did the show F is for Family on Netflix, which is really good. But so we were talking about that. But I was like, I don't know any of the later Simpsons episodes. It's like, yeah, I started with one with like Tony Hawk. I was like, Ugh. I drop off around like season ten. Maybe I've seen the no <sighs> thirteen, but after that.
1: They all blend together, man. Yeah. I mean, I remember Conan O'Brien was writing something about the monorail and it's, uh, it just blends together at that, after that. Man.
0: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> episodes.
1: Mr. Plow. Yeah. I, I remember Mr. Plow. I remember the classic stuff, but after that.
0: Yeah, I'm, whoosh. I'm a season 10 and only, but up to like around season 10 era. Mm. I forgot what we were talking about.
1: Oh, I, I forgot. I think we were talking about Archer, South but Park? I was like, Oh, South Park. Yeah. South Park is the kind of the one that got me into like mm-hmm. adult kind of cartoon stuff and then i saw venture brothers which was amazing by the way that's another cartoon show that is very
0: yeah
1: highbrow but plays with your nostalgia at the same time because in the left hand they're fucking with johnny quest and gi joe and types of stuff and on the right hand they're talking about like uh salvador dolly and, and all types of other <laughs> cra- it's 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 so it's so good and then uh, you got uh what's his name uh uh god um the guy from Seinfeld, the uh, I'm blanking on his name. Buddy. He's, buddy, yeah, he played the tick. I forget his, I forget oh, his name.
0: Um, Patrick Warburton.
1: Pat Pir- Warburton, sorry. There you go. He plays Brock Samson, which is essentially Race Bannon, but if he was roided out on steroids and a huge, like, super misogynist and cold-blooded murderer. Is this like, they take every trope from Johnny Quest and they think, like, turn the volume, spinal tap reference to 11. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's so good. And then, uh, like, I, there was an episode, cause I'm a huge, uh, comic book geek, if you did not know. And they take the characters, the, the Ke- Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman in the Batman anime series for years. And they have him play this character who's like a gay version of like Superman. And he has a ward and it's played by the guy who voiced Robin on Batman anime series. And the, the fact that they're playing the, doing the voices. I'm like, this show is just way ahead <laughs> of any, any curve I can give it. But yeah, Adventure Brothers is awesome.
0: I will have to check that out. I'll put that in my list because i i wanted to see that. But I, I, there was some article about how South Park has given birth to m- modern cartoons of today, the way that Simpsons gave birth to the modern cartoons to give birth to, like, S- South Park. Like, without Simpsons, there's no South Park. Without no South Park, there would be, like, no Rick and Morty and all the good stuff. Yeah.
1: I I, be- I believe – I think R- R- Ren and Stimpy should be thrown in there somewhere, too, because Ren and yeah, Snippy was true. another one that kind of started, like, uh just – I'll say adult, but, like, really not – cute cartoon show, and that was because nickelodeon right i, I believe it was nickelodeon Lady, I remember, yeah it jumped networks because they didn't know what the hell to do with it because it was like it's this is too dirty for children but it's too kitty for adults i don't wait, where does this fit and this is like where I, when they're trying to figure it out because there's like murder on Ren and Stimpy.
0: <laughs> so I'm, it's funny because like we grew up i'm I, th- I assume we're probably in the same age range ish if we're talking about this stuff but we like there is no cartoon network when i was growing up no
1: no it was- i mean when, when cartoon network first started they were playing old hanna-barbera uh reruns and the uh, galloping ghost and jabberjaw and crap like that yeah <laughs>
0: cuz cartoon- then they got
1: a, then they got toonami and then they got uh, adult swim like that was like way down the line
0: yeah cuz back in the day like um cartoons were just god awful they're Hanna <laughs> Barbera. No, all right, never mind. Like, I mean, Looney Tunes are fucking brilliant and stuff. But hey, no, like, hey, hey, don't don't sleep on Tailspin now. Don't sleep on Ducktales. Hold on. Hold no, on. But that's 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 our era of cartoons. I'm talking like the Jabberjaw, fucking Hanna Barbera era. before, like Flintstone. Like Flintstones maybe was the first sitcom that was animated. And then mm-hmm. years later, because we grew up with cartoons, man. I had Tailspin, which oh, I uh,
1: great. I great show.
0: It's pretty good. I want, I, I come Wait a minute. It. Don't you crap on Tailspin. I just, I, no, I watched it for, I know there's a great podcast called Cynical Cartoons that is fucking amazing that I got to go on. And, um, basically Tyler has a guest on and they talk about old cartoons. If you don't know Tyler, mm-hmm. you should get to know him. He's the man. And, awesome. um, so sometimes he does the worst cartoons, things you never knew existed, like Rubik's the Amazing Cube or like these Rambo the Cartoon, terrible stuff. Oh,
1: Rambo the Cartoon was ridiculous, but I remember
0: it. But then we did one <laughs> about Tailspin and I like rewatching it, I was like, yeah, it's not terrible, but the particular episode wasn't amazing, it, but it was still, it held up. You know what show I really think holds up is Ariel Monsters.
1: Oh, man, I... I, I think I've seen, I think I gotta look at it. Cause some of those cartoons, like, uh, Silver Hawks and all that stuff, they kind of, you gotta like see them to remember them. Uh-huh. By name, you kind of, cause I, I think I saw, uh, what was the visionaries and I don't uh, know what that is. visionaries is like these cowboys that are, they have like these, they, it, all of it was to sell toys <laughs> where they yeah. have like their abilities on their chest. Now, I, I'm a snake guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> reboot. Yeah. Do you remember reboot? The first CGI show. That was on Toonami, I believe, right?
0: I don't even know. Maybe UPN.
1: I think he had a guy had a blue face and like Everything green was hair. blue. That's yeah, yeah. I, really that, remember. I remember it on Toonami. I don't know if that's where it started. What's but, to- uh, that a
0: channel?
1: It, no, it was like a uh, Cartoon Network had like a during like afternoon drive. They called it Toonami, oh. where they'd play like <laughs> sometimes they'd play Dragon Ball Z, and then they would play reboot, and then they would play just kind of like I guess Japanese influenced cartoons. Mm. And then Adult Swim would come in, and that's where you got like great shows like Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo and stuff like that They're near like nine o'clock at night and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But
0: I didn't I know Family Guy gets canceled and then ends up on a and then goes to syndication on Adult Swim, and that's what brings it back. It was getting yeah, DVD. higher. Yeah, and DVD. <laughs> it was getting higher ratings than Letterman on Adult <laughs> Swim. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was in,
1: uh when I was in school uh and uh i went to florida state before i went to full sale and they uh everybody was talking about family guy but it wasn't on tv because everybody had it on dvd and mm-hmm. they were watching it yeah it's like yeah, gotta watch family guy i'm like what channel is it on no no, no i got it on dvd come my house and we'll watch it and it was like why is this not on the air oh, <laughs> and, is and right. that was right
0: dvd not right yeah that actually is like that perfect time where dvds were just becoming like a thing where shows that existed you can now watch again because they either went in syndication or you just never saw them again like it was either I Love Lucy or whatever it was on Nick at Night <laughs> and whatever and that was it. The sure show got cancelled, you just never saw it again.
1: And now Netflix has killed it. <laughs> Net- yeah. Netflix pulled a sword out and stabbed D V D in the he face.
0: DVD. No, I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that shit works?
1: Yeah, or YouTube,
0: amazing. like, fuck, I go on YouTube and like, Eek the Cat, Life with Louie, stuff that I don't even want to watch, but I just need to see to remember or do you remember Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue? It's a PSA with the Reagans or no, the Bushes, maybe? About not doing drugs, and it's like the Ninja Turtles. I
1: have to, I have to see this now.
0: (laughs) I, when I was a kid, I watched it a hundred times because it had all of my favorite cartoon characters, and I watched it recently, and it was so bad.
1: Oh man. It's like Laugh Olympics. Do you remember Laugh Olympics?
0: I know the name, but I couldn't tell you what it is.
1: It's like they get, it's like they get all the Hanna Barbera cartoons, and they do like events. So you'd have like Scooby Doo, and you have Dynamut and you have uh what's you call it? you'd have Jabberdaw in there you'd have a uh, speed buggy you'd have all of them and they'd be on Yogi Bear they'd all be on the same show but they'd be doing olympic events if this makes any <laughs> fucking sense to you
0: they're like hey we need to get these characters together well we could write uh <laughs> n-
1: nah fuck it <laughs> I think they were trying to they're trying to compete with Looney Tunes because Looney Tunes had started doing little crossover stuff too, so yeah. like yeah, well, we'll, we'll Yogi
0: and uh Yogi and Scooby Doo together, that'll work. Yeah, not really. Uh now I think I read this right, but then I I wasn't sure. Do you make comic books?
1: Do I make comic books? No no no. no, no. I, I mean
0: I Did Dwight lie to me.
1: Make comic books. No, I read a shitload of comic books. Okay. I have written for comic books. That's what I want.
0: That was the word. All right. So comic books, not my field of uh, expertise, but I want to hear about your writing for comic books because anyone out here who knows who's listening is going to get mad if I don't bring it up.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I I mean, it's, it's more independent. I, I, I know an artist when I was in high school. He was great. His name was Grayland Bannister and he was like, Hey, man, I, he would come with me with ideas and I would just, at the time, I was just trying to write stuff, you know, c- keep my head, you know, writing, 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 writing. So, uh, I would just write him like ideas of, or care for characters or whatnot. So a lot of it didn't really come into fruition, but I, it, it helped me like understand characters mm-hmm. mostly because it's like, okay, I want you, because he would want me not just to write. You know, a story. He was like, "Okay, write about this guy where from where he was born to where he is now." So I'd have to write about his family and i had have to write about his backstory and all this other stuff. So I made up, we made up a whole bunch of stuff, and then I wrote a, uh, a television cartoon pilot idea, a lot of a lot of ins and outs, and that's kind of where I wanted to go to film school because I was like, "Well, none of this is kind of catching on. I want to kind of know the ins and outs of the business and how to like, you know, get that stuff made." And that's where it kind of came from. Where, and that's when I realized that fill sales is, is more of a technical school. They were, yeah. They, yeah. They, they care about shooting things. They don't really care about creating things, which kind of gave me a leg up because, uh, when I was there, not a lot of people could write. So, and they determined the project's like final project for your class by who had the best script. So we got to do. My script, because a lot of, most of the people that went there were, you know, photographers or, you know, grip guys. So I would write a script and we, this were kind of where me and Justin worked on. We, we wanted to do a, uh, uh, a Ferris Bueller type of show. Um, like a, a, it, we try to do, we try to do stranger things. We want to do an eighties, uh, short film. Nice. And that's, and, and that worked out pretty well. We called the Gull- the lessons of Gulliver Stevens. We wanted to make it just as, Uh, we wanted to make it feel like it was shot in the 80s but uh, uh, the the writing ability that I had and that he helped me with and stuff like that it kind of started with me writing comic books because I read comic books like a fiend I still read comic books now but not as much as I mean I, I, I I had rooms full of <laughs> up to my, up to my ceiling full of Spider Man and yeah. Batman and then you know Thor and the Fantastic Four. So I just like really, I wanted to learn how to write like that. And That kind of sparked my writing. And now I don't re- write most of the stuff I'm writing is for the show. Uh oh, so you still but, get to
0: flex that muscle. So that kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, great. If, it,
1: usually it's ridiculous stuff like <laughs> how we killed cancer in one episode. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, most of the time it's it's it. it, it you know, it's just me writing just to keep you because the thing about writing, you just gotta keep doing it. You gotta keep you can't you gotta keep that muscle alive. Yeah. So
0: Do you know Adrian from Adrian has issues?
1: Adrian from Adrian's No, I do not know Adrian. You gotta Adrian
0: look from up Adrian. that show. He's uh one of those people we on each other's shows and just remain in touch. But he does like uh well, I guess he would say his show's about geekdom, but it's really about comic books. Like he does have oh. some non comic book episodes, but he's just a huge uh comic book dude and he has a lot of comic book artists and writers on.
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, I, 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 the thing about the, you know, we were all grown up on these these things. I mean, I remember the first I, uh, comic book I had, and it follows me today. Where like you learn lessons from Spider Man, you learn yeah. lessons from, uh, you know, even Batman, as dark and brooding as he is at this point. But you you learn that that's kind of like raised me because you know i was kind of a latchkey kid where i'm like i come home and i'm home for about three hours by myself and i'm just reading comic books i'm just reading hey where's uh ant-man going today where's uh you know superman fighting uh, lobo today you know i a lot of that stuff kind of and it influenced a lot of my comedy and a lot of like you know a lot of the creative ideas i had going forward and you know doing the show great because
0: i saw uh, ant-man they did comedic and it was fucking great It's funny because
1: they that that movie. When I first saw it, I did not like it, and then I watched it again. I'm like, you know what? I I I, this this movie's kind of growing on me. It's not like you know. Civil war or something like that. No. It's it's this it it's it's fine. I thought it was very and again, Paul Rudd is so fucking charming, it's kind I of like I, I can't root against this guy. One, he's a immortal vampire who doesn't age. <laughs> no, Two,
0: he's my God I know. <laughs> I'm like,
1: dude. <laughs> him, and, him and Keanu Reeves must have, I don't know, sacrificed a child or something because they do not age. They have the same I, I looked at a picture of Keanu Reeves today and a picture of Keanu Reeves when he was doing a walk in the clouds or a walk to remember. He looked exactly the fucking same. I was like thirty years ago. <laughs>
0: I wonder how I get that, uh, that superpower.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know, man. I, but yeah, I'm looking at Paul Rudd. There was, uh, we were, uh, at my job, we were working on Clueless. And I'm looking, I'm watching Clueless. I'm looking, I'm like, he looks
0: older here than he looks at Ant-Man. I know. <laughs> how is this possible? I know. And I, I thought, I really enjoyed Ant-Man. I
1: think it was... Michael Pena steals that movie for me. Who, he's He's he? the best part of that movie for me.
0: Which one's Michael?
1: Uh, the, his friend, the one that tells the stories, the doo doo doo. The, 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 oh, i love little, that dude uh, yeah, yeah 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 he's, he's in a great. lot
0: of stuff i really like him
1: he was uh he was in fury he worked with david ayer a lot he was in uh end of watch uh he's he was supposed to be in suicide squad as el diablo but they i think he had a conflict or something like that so they got the uh i forget the guy's the guy's name guy say. from uh grindhouse i believe
0: before we start to wrap it up i do want to ask what is your prediction for suicide squad
1: I don't know. You've been hearing the news today. It's not looking good. And it, remember, I, I, well, I don't know if I told you this Suicide Squad was my most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah. And it's... I, I the, all the marketing looks great. I'm watching the, my favorite co- trailer out of Comic Con last year was Suicide Squad. And this morning I'm hearing it's the worst film ever. It's just as bad. And I'm just like, Oh no, please. I don't believe we're back at this point. We're back at Batman v Superman point. Cause this is. Just as, this is like the same thing that happened to Batman v Superman, where it was destroyed by critics before even it came out. And I'm looking at it like, okay, well. I, I kind of had hope, and I watched Batman v. Superman, and if you listen to our commentary track for the Ultimate Edition, you realize that I am not a fan of that movie.
0: <laughs> no, I I, I I am actually – I just downloaded that. I didn't do the proper research, but I was like, I have to hear this because – Oh,
1: yeah, we kind of – Justin liked it. Uh, he liked it more than I did. I did not like it, Why and Matt people was like, do kind of,
0: like it? Is it, like, cool to like something terrible? Uh,
1: well, he, he, I mean – uh, the thing you got to know about Justin, he's Batman's. He's the biggest Batman fan of all time. So it was the fa- the fact that Ben Affleck kind of nailed, which I do agree with. He kind of nailed. Oh, he nailed
0: ca- it! But that would be nailed great Batman. The other than the the, yeah. the
1: vicious, horrible murder, he nails Batman.
0: If it wasn't <laughs> but, for, but it was called Batman v Superman, not Batman. Ben Affleck's portrayal, of Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. As Matt said on the on the commentary, there's a good Batman film somewhere in that movie. <laughs> But it's kinda of, But yeah, so when I watched that movie, I'm like, oh man, the, the critics were right. So I'm hoping to God. I'm hoping to God that maybe they just don't understand Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it's not as bad as they're saying, but boy, it does not look good. They're gonna make money though. They're gonna make money yeah. first week, just like Batman v Superman did. The way you have to measure it now, if the critics are destroying it and the fans uh are who are trying to defend it, you're gonna have to watch that second week percentage drop off. That's where Batman v. Superman. Got hurt when they had a big opening, but the second week it was like a 50 to 60% drop off. Damn. That's not good.
0: I, the thing so. is, I wanted it to be good, like, overall, and I, I have no skin in the game. Like, I don't give a shit if it sucks or if it's good. <laughs> but I, I like it to be good because I like when things are good. And like, right. I, I love the Marvel movies because they're fucking great. Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> and like, but when I saw that inverse Superman, I wasn't like, oh my god, my childhood's ruined. I was like, oh man, that just, that's just, to me, I watched it and thought this is just basic film school 101 mistakes that they made. Like too much right. exposition and no dialogue and no story.
1: And editing was just the, garbage the, all over the place. The thing, I mean, uh, we're, we're bringing up points that people have already brought up a million times before. But uh, the thing about that always worries me about it is, and I, I was worried me with Man of Steel, Zack Snyder does not like Superman. Th- that is It's kind of clear. clear. <laughs> it's very clear he does not like Superman. So I kind of want to see superman under somebody else this is kind of why i was interested to see uh suicide squad because it's the same universe with a different uh person behind the wheel who's directing but it is david air who is kind of like i love fury i love end of watch sabotage sucks training day's great you know it's like he's kind of off and on kind of mm. so I, I, I don't know, simple, I, I don't man. know. like
0: you could find someone who's made your favorite thing in the world and they could have made a complete piece of garbage yeah so it's yeah. Isn't it also, uh, kind of funny? i like to point out that, uh, Amy Schumer picked The Flash and whoever Brie Larson's gonna be. So everyone should watch Trainwreck to see them. Uh, well, yeah. They- oh, she did? <laughs> They were both in train wreck. She had, she
1: had Brie Larson in the... She had Captain Marvel and Anna. The Flash in the same movie. Yeah. That is correct. Here's and she form. had the ancient one from Doctor Strange as her boss. So, yes. Oh, my that is God. Correct. I didn't even
0: think of that. Tell us what.
1: Yeah. So, she's walking around there somewhere. Amy I don't know Schumer, if Colin Quinn's playing anybody, but he might... <laughs>
0: what if Colin Quinn is like something? Oh, my God.
1: Colin Quinn is microchip in the new Punisher TV series.
0: <laughs> Yo, dude. They, I everyone will tell you, too. Like, Netflix is killing it with their Marvel shows, but then when it comes, oh, like, yes, the DC yes, movies... Definitely. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see the Flash movie. I love the Flash TV show, but the movie, mm. I just, I don't know.
1: I don't know. He kind of won me over in the tra- the, new- the newest trailer because uh, he looked like, you know, Beatnik in the, the Batman v Superman movie, but the Justice League trailer, they yes, kind of redid his really image good. completely. Yeah. So at knows, least they knew how they in, listened.
0: Uh, we only saw him in email form in the Batman v Superman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you saw him in the YouTube version. Yeah. in the- <laughs> Hey,
0: awesome. that's awesome. Oh man! Well, thank thank you so much for doing this. Um, it's really hot in my room, so I have to. Oh wow! Well, wow! I didn't look at the time. Damn, that was quick. <laughs> God, I love when that it's happens. Okay. That's great. Uh, so where where can people find you online? Uh, you can go to uh,
1: simplisticviews.net. That's our main uh website. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at at uh, simple tweeters i put this blank there because i'm old uh if you want to have some of the behind the scenes look at our some of the scripts that i write for the show and uh justin writes for the show or some of the little clips that we do when we're editing the show together we put all our behind the scenes stuff on instagram at uh simply gramming and uh youtube channels at youtube checks or, or itunes to search simplistic reviews will pop up there
0: oh man thanks so much for doing this
1: my pleasure my pleasure
0: in the future humans create a.i. Three days later, they have sex with it. Gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a South Park level of shock value. Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com gigahose.